Hey, happy mamas. Welcome back. Hey, I just wanted to give you a heads up of what you can be experiencing the next several episodes. So we have tons of more information and we'll continue to record podcasts. And I also have, this is during the time of the coronavirus. Uh, I don't know if we're calling it a shutdown, social distancing is that we're calling it. So I'm spending a lot more time at home, which is great. Uh, And I also have all of my kids with me all the time, which has been an amazing blessing. And I've really, really loved it. And it's brought on some new challenges when it comes to having the time and the space and the quiet to do as much podcasting as work and, and work as I'd like to do. So I want to make sure that we have plenty of things that you have a chance to um, learn from and continue on your journey as a happy mama for the next several weeks in case there's a chance I don't get back to uh, podcasting on the same schedule that I'd like to. So let me just give you a heads up of what's going to be happening in the next little bit. We're about halfway through looking at pillar two and our lifestyle choices. And so we have things with um, sleep and stress management, environment, um, time management, things like that coming up in the next several episodes. Um, And then we'll move on to spiritual and to our mindset pillar and our purpose pillar. But what I want to drop in for the next several episodes is some things that I've recorded in the past that I think are really beneficial, but they don't go in the same order as we've been following. And so I just wanted to give you that heads up because I am not going to go back in and record an intro for them. It's just going to say something like, hey, this is, you know, mental strength coach Shelly Cray or whatever. And and welcome to Rise Up Daily Goals or something like that. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to let you know what it was. <laughs> and I'm going to drop in here several things I've recorded over the last several years that I've used to help my clients. I've used to help myself. Many of them are products that I've sold over time. I want to give them to you for free. And I want you to gain the education from them that you can. And then come back to the Happy Mama page to the Happy Mama group, excuse me, and let's talk about them, okay? So you're going to get um, audio versions of my book. You're going to get it chapter by chapter uh, because the mindset pieces, we were going to talk about all the different mindset pieces that I talk about in my book, and I'm just going to give you the audio book chapter by chapter. It'll be coming piece by piece. I'm going to give you several audio trainings that I've done on what my daily routine looks like when it comes to my spiritual um, wellness. Um, I'm also going to drop in some trainings that have to do with purpose, and I'm really excited about that. So they're going to be out of order. You're going to have to figure out where they fit in the pillars because I'm not going to go in and and add to them. I just want to make sure you have them. But I think they're really key and really important, and they're going to be a great resource for you over the next several weeks as we find more time at home that you could just pop on a podcast and you can continue to learn and continue on this quest that we have to become to come out of 2020 happier mamas. These are all key things that have helped me immensely on this journey to be a happier mama. And so I want to make sure they're in your hands. Okay. So happy mamas. I'm going to encourage you to continue to keep learning, go back and listen to what you haven't become really active in the Facebook group. If you're not in the group already, come to happy mama Facebook group and join us. In there, we're giving challenges, we're doing boot camps, we're, we're sharing ideas with each other, trying to really create a great space for us to support and educate each other as we are on this journey to be happier mamas. And so come join us there. Um, I will put the, the link to that in the comments or in the, excuse me, in the description of the podcast. So you can go just click on that link. And if you want to personally connect with me, if you have a question about 
becoming more involved in Happy Mama. If you have a question about working with me personally or want to know more about essential oil education and what I do there, I'm also going to put my email there and uh, and the group that we do on Facebook for essential oil education. And I'm going to invite you to check that out, especially in this time that we're finding now where, you know, we're not running to the store every minute. We're, we're home a lot. I'm finding that my oils are becoming, they already were an incredible resource for me. They're becoming even more essential to me protecting my family, to me um, being able to deal with many concerns we have as we're not going out, as we're not getting into doctors, as we're not doing that. Now, I've been living this more natural lifestyle for quite a while, and this has been our normal. And so it's not that it's really changed too much. I've just been even more grateful for it. I've been even more grateful for the opportunity that when we have an issue and we're not going out, that I can solve it at home because I have the right tools and the right education. And so if you're interested in that, I'm really going to invite you to come jump on our page. Um, It's called EO Life Hub, uh, EO standing for Essential Oil Life Hub, Essential Oil Education. Again, there will be a post or a, a link in the description here and, um, I'm going to invite you to come join us there and reach out to me personally that I can help you uh, start working towards this lifestyle. It's an amazing blessing at this time to have these resources in my home and to have the knowledge that I have to be able to deal with things here um, ourselves. It's been really great. And they've been huge through this emotional time. We've been using them a ton emotionally to help with everything that my kids are are working through and dealing with and, and mom's dealing with having everyone home. Okay. Um, also, can I just share something? So one of the things we've talked a lot about kind of what my professional niche is and and what I do professionally, but I'm a high performance specialist and a mental strength specialist. And I had a lot of coaches. I've done a lot of work with athletes and coaches. And in the last few days, I've had a lot of coaches reach out and say, what do I do for my athletes? What do I do as a coach to help them navigate this time? And I shared a few things on some, on our um, on a blog. I did an audio blog and I want to share a couple of these principles because I think they're important for us as moms to navigate this time. Like, what do we do? What do we do for the next however long that life has dramatically changed for everyone, right? Especially our little kiddos. Okay. So let me give you a couple of ideas. Okay. And this is honestly, this is the same thing I told the coaches. So the first thing is that we need to be grateful for the situation. Um, this, this can, we can turn this into whatever we want it to be. And on our happy mama page last week, we did, uh, one of our, we did a gratitude challenge week. Um, and the first challenge that we did was to write 25 reasons why we were grateful for our social distancing and the new circumstance of us being home all the time. And, um, or at least whatever the new normal is for you, right? Some of us are still working and doing different things. We're still out of the home at times, but it definitely has changed, hasn't it? And the first thing that I find us really wanting to create the right feeling around this is that we can be grateful. Um, Being grateful for our situation and finding all the ways that we can be grateful for it is going to drastically help our children navigate through this better. And 
um, help us navigate through it. And so I'm going to invite you to do that same challenge if you haven't. Sit down and write down 25 ways you're grateful or 25 reasons you're grateful for the circumstance that we're in right now. And the, and if you're having a hard time coming up with 25 ways, reasons you're grateful, then come up with 25 reason, ways it could be worse. Okay? It could be worse than it is. And what a blessing that it's not. And you'll find that what you're looking for here is for it not to shift. I think a lot of us logically are like, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Um, this is good. And yet we don't really feel it in our heart. And that's what we're looking for is for this to shift, not from our head, not just our head, but into our heart that we really feel grateful for this circumstance. You know, I, and every day I have to remind myself I'm grateful for this circumstance, right? Because it's been really challenging on some of my kiddos and myself, um, who are very social, right? I remember seeing something on Facebook last week that said, introverts be like, I've been preparing for this my whole life. And the extroverts said, please check on your extrovert friends. We are not okay. (laughs) And I thought, oh, it's really true. And I've got both. I've got, you know, my husband and a couple of children are introverts and they are just eating this up. And the three other of us that are extroverts are like, ah, we're, we're going crazy. We need people, right? And so, Um, but being grateful can really change how we look at the situation and it can really change our heart. So the first thing I'm going to invite you to do is find a way to be grateful and feel it in your heart. The second thing kind of goes along with that. And this is that you get to set the tone in your home. You get to set the culture of what it's going to look like and what it's going to feel like. And at a time when, especially if we're struggling with emotional stability, right? If we're struggling with emotional wellness and we're all over the place and stress is hard and we're discouraged and we're depressed and then all of a sudden we add all of this on top of it, it can be extra challenging. And yet we get to set the tone in our home. We get to set the tone with our children and with our spouse. What are we going to set? What do we want them to feel and experience? And are we doing what it takes to set that kind of experience for them? Are we setting the tone? They are going to model our behavior. Most of our children are not mature enough to do something completely different than what they see us model. And do we want them to model our behavior? I find that sometimes I expect my children to behave better than I do. Like I expect them to be perfect, but I don't expect myself to be perfect. Crazy, right? And so sometimes I have to ask myself, am I modeling the behavior I want them to model? Like, am I doing what I want them to do? Am I seeing the situation the way I want them to see it? And if we're not, then we need to take some inventory and we need to, we need to make a change, right? Because they're looking to see how we navigate this and we get to set that culture for them. So the second thing, set the tone in your home, set the culture. The third is to be even more understanding than we already have been with our children, You know, I sit and I look at some of, I've got children from age 14 down to two, and this is affecting all of them very differently. One of them said, this isn't any different other than I'm doing school at home because she never left to go do activities. She didn't hang out with her friends hardly ever. You know, it hasn't changed a whole lot. In fact, she's loved it. It just means she gets to read more and there's less, you know, less that she has to do in mom's home more. So there's less babysitting. But I have other children who are heavily involved. You know, I have a child that because of this, a trip that she's worked extremely hard for, made decisions a year ago to give up massive amounts of things that she loved so that this trip could happen. That trip's been canceled. It's not going to be rescheduled. And that was a hard blow, right? Um, She was heavily involved in theater, in choir, in band, um, 
they were just reaching their competition festivals. And while that was really, really stressful, and she's not too sad that some of that was canceled because of the stress it was causing, she's had to give up indefinitely the things that she did that helped her, one, um, fill her time, two, connect with other people socially, because that's really important for her, three, use her talents to bless others, and four, honestly, kept her in a lot of ways emotionally stable. And so now she's in a different situation where she's home all the time. She doesn't have the kind of, she doesn't have a lot of connection. That That's the only place she connected with people. And so when those things aren't happening, she doesn't have other friends and things that she's spending a lot of time with. And so now she's feeling kind of lonely and, um, and a little bit lost. And so it's that understanding, like that's going to show up in behavior. That's going to show up in mood. You know, that's going to show up in willingness to help out and things because she's dealing with a lot emotionally and, and a lot of my kids are. And so it's stopping for a second to be a little more understanding, right? That they may be afraid. They may be discouraged. They may um, not know what to do with the uncertainty. You know, are we doing this for another week? Are we doing this for three months, right? Is my summer going to look drastically different? Are we are we canceling trips, you know? Um are we going to be able to get with our family again anytime soon? We had large family plans that were canceled because we definitely were bringing more than 10 people together. And, and those are things that my kids really look forward to. Those are things I look forward to, and they're not going to be the same. We're not going to be able to do them. And so, you know, there's a lot of emotions that these kids are, and us are trying to work through. And so being patient and being understanding of that and really giving them a place to talk about it, giving them an option to you're an opportunity to just voice some of those things and not, you know, it's really easy to be like, you shouldn't feel that way, right? You should be grateful. You should this, you should that. Well, let's not shut on ourselves, right? <laughs> let's, uh, we don't have enough toilet paper for that. Um, let's just be understanding and let's give them a safe place to talk. I noticed our school district very quickly, uh, one of, uh, maybe I've mentioned this before, but one of the things I'm most concerned about with our youth and this change is their mental, their mental state when we get through the back end of this. And, um, and so I've been looking at ways that as a mental strength coach, I can help with that. And, um, and I noticed that we had lots of times our, our district has sent out resources for the safe Utah hotline that they know that's going to be a concern for some kids. And so they're trying to put things in place to help with that. And I'm trying to help with that as well. Um, anyway, so, you know, it's a concern we need to be aware of and, and just giving them a place to be able to talk about that, a safe place where we're not judging and we're not telling them they shouldn't feel that way and whatever, but just to understand that they're going to, they're dealing with some things, right? So again, the first, the first tip I would say is be grateful. The second is set the, set the right tone in your home. The third is be understanding. The fourth, I cannot voice this strongly enough, is to help your children stay connected somehow. Whether you are doing Zooms with your cousins, with your family, with their teachers, whatever it is, help them stay connected somewhere because um, this isolation is going to really have repercussions if we haven't intentionally done something. I've been so grateful. Um, The cutest thing I've seen all week is my little kindergartner getting on Zoom with 21 other kindergartners and his teacher to have show and tell. Um, every morning they get on and they do their morning meeting and he has just loved it. When he realized the other day, as we were just talking about what the next few months might look like, 
Um, and he, he came up to me and he said, mom, does this, do I get to go back to kindergarten next year? Like if we don't go back to school again this year, do I get to go back to kindergarten next year? And I said, no, buddy, you'll go to first grade. And he just broke down crying because I mean, how does a, how does a kindergartner wrap his head around that? That school as he knows it is over possibly likely. Right. And, and so that very next morning we made sure we got on that zoom with his teacher and it's made it okay. It's made it bearable. He was so excited to see his friends. He was so excited to, to read together and share together and, and to talk to his teacher. Right. And so however it is that we keep them connected, whatever part we can play in that, it's really important. We found, and this has been a huge blessing. We live a little bit farther away from most of our family. And one of my sister-in-laws said, hey, we're going to do a science experiment maybe once a week or something. Would would it help if we got on Zoom and you guys did it with us? And we thought, oh, what a great idea. Now, I don't get to talk to my family very often. We're, we're close, but we don't communicate a ton since we've moved away. And so already this week, my little daughter has been on Zoom with her cousins that she doesn't talk to very often three times, three times and been begging, can I get on Zoom with that person? Can I call them up? What a blessing, right? That we are able to more connect with our family. We're going to meet Sunday night as a family and have a family home evening with my dad leading the family home evening and all the families jumping on to communicate and do that together. And how cool, right? We have an opportunity that this can bring us together or it can tear us apart, but we can stay connected in any way that we can. We have a little more, maybe we have a little more time on our hands. You know, can we make those phone calls? Can we reach out to people? Can we do those Zooms? Can we do those virtual, you know, lunches or whatever it is that we get to connect a little bit more? And what can we do to keep our kids connected, especially with the things that they're familiar with? You know, if they're on a sports team or something that's been canceled, is there a way to, to connect that team, you know, on a team Zoom or something like that, right? And how do we keep them um, continuing to reach out to others and to have that one-on-one or that real life communication, right? Not just Facebook, not just text, but real life communication. So number four, stay connected. Number five, make the most of it, right? How do we make the most of this? Do we just sit around and watch Hallmark? I saw saw something this week that said Hallmark was going to start streaming Christmas movies, you know, continuously. And I was like, sweet, I don't have the Hallmark channel, so that doesn't do me good. But how fun would that be to just sit around and watch Hallmark all day? Now, I'll tell you, as a high performer mom, I would go crazy at about day three um, and need to be working on something. But um, what can we do to make the most of it, right? This is a huge opportunity for us to um, to have this time with our kids. I know my kids have been dying to learn more. They want to learn how to sew. One of them's been begging. I know this is crazy. One of them's been begging all week to learn how to do the laundry, you know, and I always say I don't have time to teach her how to do laundry. Well, now all I have is time, right? So um, we taught her how to do the laundry. I had a friend this morning that said, I've been teaching my son how to make bread. Now's as good a time as any, since we're not going to the store, we don't have bread if he doesn't make it. And so she said, you know, we're taking more time cooking meals together and my kids are involved in the meals. We're taking time, you know, just doing some fun things, playing games together and working on some projects. You know, a couple of my kids have been really busy with school and everything and not been able to do some of the creative projects they wanted to do. Today, we're getting out the sewing machine and they get a chance to get on the sewing machine that I don't get to sit down and do that with them very often. So how do we make the most of it? What are some of the things that they've been wanting to do or learn or experience that now's as good a time as any, if not a better time to help them with that? 
There are tons of resources online if they want to learn things. There are tons of resources to go visit places. We've done virtual tours of you know, yesterday, my kindergartner and I went to King Tut's tomb. Um, the day before that, we actually took a virtual tour to Disneyland and we rode a few rides together because we had started to plan a trip to Disneyland that my kids didn't know about. And um, and I was feeling a little bit bummed that that was going to be off. And so we went together, you know, today they're looking at ideas of um, we saw a family create the ride in their home for Pirates of the Caribbean. It was so cute. And they made this cute little video to send their family. And my kids were like, oh, let's do that. Let's do a new a new ride every day. And we'll share it with somebody to make them smile. And I thought, great. They're using their creativity. They're getting along for a minute. Um, and they're and they're making good use of the time. And, and how cool, right? How cool to help them do some fun things. What can we do during this time to make the most of it? For some, they need the rest. For some, it's an opportunity to up our nutrition, our our habits, right? To get some habits in place where we're not so busy doing a million other things that we can take time to really do our come follow me and and do some scripture study and do our prayers and exercise together and take care of, you know, projects in our home and, you know, help our kids with some things like that. Like what a blessing this is to have this time set aside for those of us who have the opportunity to use it this way um, to really... Um, continue to grow. We don't, it doesn't have to be a time that we become stagnant. It can be a time that we, we come out of this much stronger in the end, right? That we don't lose time. We gain, we gain something from this and not just a learning opportunity to, you know, learn the struggle or whatever, but that we, we actually gain a lot of knowledge, right? And some experience as we come through this because we have extra time. Okay. So in Summary here, the five things we can do as moms to help our kids and help ourselves navigate this break or this distancing or whatever it turns into from here on out is one, be grateful. Two, set the tone and the culture in our home. Three, be more understanding and patient. Four, stay connected and help our kids stay connected. And five, make the most of it make the most of it. Happy Mamas, I'm excited for this journey that we're on together. Uh, let's help make 2020 the the year that we come out happier mamas. And what a great opportunity we have in the next few weeks or months to do that and to really pour into this. I'm going to continue to drop resources in here for you. I'm going to invite you to check back often, join the Happy Mama Facebook group, come to EO Life Hub, Essential edu- Education, and let me help you there. And um, And let's make the most of this. All right, happy mamas. We'll catch you on the next episode.